Welcome to After the Paycheck, the series dedicated to helping people to and through the retirement process. I'm your host, Adam Bly. This week, I am here with Ryan Marston, partner here at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. Pleasure always to be here with you, Adam. Always. I like how we're getting to a point where we can like see each other more often. I know. It, it does feel like things are slowly getting back to a little more normalcy, right? Yeah. I was yeah. reading an article that, that they were saying that this social distancing and, and mask wearing might continue for a few more years just because of variants and everything that are going on. Yeah. But I think just that slight reprieve is like really what just people need right yeah, now. Yeah, socialization. Get out of your house a little bit just to kind of get out of the whatever routine you've been in for like a year now, right? I, I was telling Regina that like Kristen and I have desks. We got conjoining desks to make room because yeah. Daphne has needs a little bit more area to play with her toys. So like, all right, we'll get desks that are together and next to each other. And with the thought process that was back in March, okay, we're going to do this for like six, eight weeks maybe. Yeah. Now that it's a year of us working next yeah. to each other, we're like, all right, maybe all yeah, right. maybe we're going to need to get out I'm going to go into the office today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, Kristen, I love you, but yeah, sometimes you just need to be able to get, get out yeah. and, and socialize a bit. Uh. But, um we are continuing with our, our episodes here, following up with, at the end of last year, we sent out a little survey to people yep. that are subscribed to After the Paycheck, and we asked their feedback and some topics that we should go after this year. And a lot of people responded with questions about healthcare in retirement. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of confusion about the times when you retire, what does healthcare matter? What are my options You know, when, when that happens? What is it gonna cost, stuff like that. So I figured with today's episode, we'd go over kind of that journey, like maybe some scenarios that people sure. are in, um, and then just kind of play that out. From yeah, there. and I agree. Like we, we, when I sit down with people, and I think a very common question um, is, is a concern or a concern is about healthcare and Medicare. Um, and you know, you know, if you're retiring before 65, can you do it? What do you do for health insurance? And if you are, you know, are 65 and retiring, what's the process? So this, that's a very common question and concern we, we see a lot. Yeah, you would, you would, well, I guess not you would think, but I would imagine like if retirement and all of these things about if I'm gonna have enough money to retire or maximizing my income sources and everything like that, healthcare is not something that also should be at the forefront. But it is. But it, and it, yeah. uh, as we can tell from the responses that we got, that it really does become a very important factor. It is because there's there's a, like a level of financial risk if you're not insured properly, just like anything else that mm -hmm. can really severely jeopardize your retirement if, if you don't plan for it or insure insure for it in this case. So, right. Yeah. And a lot of uh, a lot of people are aware now that you can't get Medicare unless you're. Over 65, right? 65 or, or older. 65 yeah. or older, yeah. okay. With other certain circumstances for like disabilities if you're younger. But yeah, for, for, for the most part, 65 or older. Okay, yeah. and that's, that may be something we can touch upon. But let's let's kind of go through that. So let's go over options first for people who want to retire before the age of 65, whether sure. whether that be by choice or, or for medical reasons, and then what your options are, and then if that's an available choice to you, and if it's a viable choice to you. Sure, sure. So okay. like, you know, if you're considering retiring before 65, what you should first, the first thing you should do is contact or go to your HR department at your company, because they might offer some level of insurance or continuance of the insurance plan that you're in, you're in now, Okay. right? Um, so that would probably be the ideal situation if, if you get continued insurance through your company that would get you to that 65 threshold, and then that would stop and Medicare and, and supplements might kick in. Um, and then if that is not the case uh, under the COBRA Act, that if your company that you're working for, 
okay. currently is 20 or more employees, you can actually get COBRA insurance, okay. which is a continuation of that same group health insurance that you were on with your employer. So that would just continue. The downside is you're probably going to have an increase in, in what your cost is because you, you have to cover both sides, yeah, right? you gotta yeah. cover both sides now. But that you know that if you project for that and plan for that, that might get you to 65 depending when you retire because that can go – COBRA covers up to 18 months. Um, okay. So nothing more than that. And then, you know, the other option is just self-insuring, self-insuring through like a, a company and exploring different um, options, you know, like – the, the Blue Cross is in Blue Cross Blue Shield in um, Massachusetts or Transamerica. There's a lot of options. Okay. We live in a, a state in Massachusetts, and if you are watching in from Massachusetts, that we have the Mass Health Connector, which yep. is great. And we were the first state to actually have a um, forum of health insurance plans. I think it was in the mid early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So if you go on the Mass Health Connector, you can actually exploit all your different options for healthcare. You know, okay. If you're before. Um, age 65, 65 and want to see what's available. Okay. Yeah. So going, so we just ran over like three things r- real quick, right? So yeah. there's that, uh, there's that option to potentially continue to be covered by your employer. Yeah. So if I'm 62 and I go to my employer and say, you know what, I've had a good run here, but I think I have enough to retire and I'm out. What is the, what is the likelihood that my employer is going to be okay with still paying <laughs> their share of insurance for me to still be on, even though I'm retiring? Probably less likely. Okay. <laughs> um, if I, I mean, if I had to guess, right? It depends on your company and their benefits that they have yeah. uh, in place. So, um, I would say less likely. Cool. Is that yeah? Is that something I should look into before I consider making that move? What you uh, any of these options you should you should okay. make sure because there's a, a different level of cost with each option, and if you're not planning for that and you retire and all of a sudden you're surprised with oh wow this is the healthcare cost I have to we have to pay. You might be paying twenty plus thousand dollars for a family plan that you weren't projecting for the, until you get to sixty five, <laughs> right? Which is a big, big cost, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you're exploring whatever option it is before you actually decide to retire. That's mm-hmm. that's that's definitely um, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And then you sorry you started to then go into Cobra as that you know if your employer doesn't give you that option. Yeah, right? as long as you you work you were working for that company that again is twenty or more employees. The COBRA Act um, states that you are entitled to COBRA insurance for up to an 18-month period, 18 which ju- is a continuance of that group health plan that you were on. Uh, but again, the premiums or your costs might be going up because now you're covering both sides or the 100% of it. Okay. Yep. So your cost might be higher, but it might be a good option if you have really good health insurance. Yeah, and I, and that probably is only a good fit if you're just over 63 and want to retire, yeah, right? Because 18 yeah. months. Um, right. And so if you're even... Re- considering retiring even before that, you might just want to look into private health insurance options and weigh the different different options that are available um, based on what your needs are. If We'll probably get into this too in a minute, but just to kind of foreshadow, for Medicare, is that a life-changing event? So I know like, you know, now, like as of someone who's working, I only have certain enrollment periods to change my health insurance options. Correct. Is the day I turn 65 one of those cases where I can enroll in Medicare? Or is it like, should I time like, oh, if I'm going to get be on COBRA for 18 months, or I only have 18 months, should I make sure it falls within this window of where the, the portal is open for me to get Medicare? So Medicare has a few different actually enrollment periods. Okay. Okay. So um, the first is, so if you retire early, and let's just say you took Social Security benefits, right? And this is for Medicare A and B. Okay. Um, 
if you are already taking Social Security, you're actually automatically enrolled into Medicare. You don't have to actually do anything. Oh, they they'll, just... they'll send you a packet three months before you turn 65 and say these, outline everything. Oh, for okay. You. So Nothing I don't have, have to, to go do. online nope. and like, okay, awesome. If you are collecting Social Security. Okay. 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 If you're not, then the first enrollment period is actually uh, the seven months surrounding your birthday. Okay. So three months prior, the month of your birthday, which, when you turn 65, and then the three months past. Okay. So that is the, the first enrollment period beyond that. Um, the second enrollment period would be actually surrounding your, um, the, when your coverage lapses or ends on your group, group plan. Okay. So that's actually the eight months po- post that post that period of like retirement and when okay. you're, you know, your whatever private insurance would, would, would stop, um, would stop at that point in time. And then the third is actually just January to March of every year. So January 1st to March 31st, open enrollment period at that point. So there's a lot of opportunities for you to, to get enrolled in Medicare when it's that time. There is. Yeah, okay. there okay. is. Yeah. So there's, uh, I'm just making sure that it's not like one of those things that you, it'll slip by your mind. I just realized my license expired and like I just never renewed it because, yes. you know, everything going on. And I got an email reminder like, hey, you haven't done this yet. So I was thinking with Medicare, the same thing. Like, oh, if you forget, not that like. Well, you, you can't, that the thing is like there's a qualifying period for it. You can't just yeah. not do it at 65 when you were supposed to have done it, right? For if you were. You have to have a qualifying reason why you didn't actually file for for Medicare A and B, and like continued work or on your spousal benefits or you know other insurance, right? And if you don't, it's actually like one of the more severe penalties the government enforces. um, If you if you actually do not enroll in Medicare, what what would some of those be? So it's it's ten. So the the problem is it's forever, right? This penalty. So it's ten percent annually per for your premiums. that, but that that ten percent penalty and that accrues each year, so it could be twenty, thirty percent on what the premium that, is. But wow. that that lasts the rest of your life um, okay. if you if you forget to enroll. Yeah. So that's very important to remember. It, it okay. is. Okay. It is. Um, and we'll come back into yeah. again that Medicare costs and everything like that. And there's different parts of Medicare. Let's come back into retiring early. We just went over Cobra again, the cost of that and how that might not be a very viable option because you got to cover both sides. Yeah. What if my spouse was still working? Let's say, um, you know, my wife or my significant other is going to work until for another three or four years. Could I hop on their insurance? Is that an option? Yes, that's something I forgot to mention, actually. So, yeah. So let's say you are 63 and you're retiring, but your wife's going to continue working. And maybe she has a a group health insurance plan. That's that's pretty beneficial. And you can actually just jump on that. Yep. and get those benefits that would cover you until 65 and then okay. again file for medicare at that point in time okay yeah is so like at, is there a point where because it's a changing factor for me turning 65 does that affect her health insurance or does she have to do anything on her end at that point when you would turn 65 like so let's say i hop on Kristen's health insurance yes and then so i turn 65 do i mo- then have to go to her health insurance provider and say hey i'm 65 i'm coming off now or do it more no. likely than not you'd probably have to go to medicare at that point in time okay um in i mean the cost for her and the company would obviously go from like a family plan oh, down to that single individual. individual that's a big savings oh yeah right so that's a big difference um and that's usually why they would make you, you know, go towards that Medicare version option. So okay, um, 
Okay, that's perfect. I'm trying to think like if there's a reason why I'd want to stay on my spouse's insurance instead e- of Medicare. Each so each plan and, and company is going to be different. They might allow you to. Um, okay. You know, it depends on the benefits. You're going to want to weigh them. Sometimes it's actually a cost. You can have similar benefits with Medicare and actually have a cost savings. So even if you're like, oh. so say you're 67 and still working and have company health insurance, yep. you still want to look into Medicare because you can have the same type of benefits, but it actually okay. might be a cost savings some in certain situations. Awesome. So yeah. it might be fiscally yep. prudent for you to actually look at e- the, the exactly. reason why you want to move. Yep. Okay, that's, yep. a, great perp- yep. that's a, great, uh, a great point you're making. And then... The other option is, again, if, if none of those are available, available to me, if I can't hop on my employer's insurance, I can't hop on my spouse's, I can't uh, use COBRA because, let's say, I'm 61 and I want to retire or yeah. I need to retire, my other option is what? Is to just browse the marketplace? Yeah, you can browse the marketplace. To, um, oh, you mentioned Mass, Mass Health Connector. Con- yeah, and the Mass Health Connector. If you go there, you can see what's available. You put in, like, your... Uh, what you're looking for, your your statistics, and you can see what types of plans are available for you, whether it's a single family plan, et cetera, and uh, types of benefits. Are there, does the price affect based on what my net worth is? Let's say I have, you know, a half a million dollars saved up for retirement, but a lot of it's in 401ks versus savings, or is it income-based, the, the health care provider? It's, well, it's going to be more income-based. Okay. I guess it the thing that it can affect um Less, I think, on the private insurance side and more more about like with Medicare and premiums and you can actually have surcharges if you're on Medicare, if you're making too much income. Okay. Not not necessarily net worth, but in, if, you're ha- if you have too much income, you could see a price increase because of premiums and w- when you're f- on Medicare. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. So actually, so actually, do you want to get into that? Sure. Or we'll just move our way into yeah. Medicare. So let's say now I'm at the point where I'm eligible for Medicare. What... You said like they send you a packet and they kind of yeah. let you know like, hey, it's it's time. <laughs> like, well, that's if you are on Social Security. Okay. All right. So they don't just send you a packet just because uh, you're 65, right? You it's not to, like AARP. Exactly. You know. have to be the one that goes out and pursues this and looks at your different options. Okay. Um, so when you're looking at um, enrolling in Medicare A and B, those are the two, the, like the two general ones that you're required to. They don't cover everything. That's the downside, right? Okay. And that's why you hear about all these, you know, the alphabets of Medicare, right? A, B, C, D, et cetera, right? right? So A and B um, cover about 80% of potential medical costs in your retirement. So okay. you, like using an example, an extreme example, I guess, um, you know, if you unfortunately came down with, you know, cancer or something like that, and you know, we know what the costs potentially are of that. Um, hospital stay and all the treatments, et cetera. You know, if, if there's a, a cost of $100,000, you actually might just, if you just subscribe to A and B, you might be on the hook for potentially $20,000. So okay. 20% of potential medical costs with just A and B. Okay. So that, and that risk is unlimited. It can go to any amount. Oh, there's so- no cap on that. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's why when you're when you're exploring and you're and you kind of if you're overwhelmed with like the process you hear of like C and D etc. It's mm-hmm. to weigh out. It's to supplement what A and B are to make sure you cover that gap of okay. that twenty percent. Okay. Um, or in, enhance like prescription coverage. That was gonna be my next question. Like yep. prescriptions. What about like dental insurance and other or eye vision insurance? Yeah. So this is where there's like a lot of different options available, okay. right? So there's there's C and there's D. Um, so Medicare, there's there's 
on the gap, that gut gap coverage, there's a difference between there's Medigap and then there's Medicare Advantage. Okay. Okay. So those are the two main options. And with, with Medic Medigap is when you would get Part D. That's the okay. prescription coverage. So Medigap has a little more flexibility than Medicare Advantage in um, it's it's more widely accepted. There's a lot more, I'd say, pros than cons. Medicare Advantage is kind of like a boilerplate type plan where um, it has everything in one. If you wanted like one type of health uh, insurance or, like coverage, yep. with you know, dent some have dental, vision, gym memberships, things like oh, that. Wow. Okay. I think the main thing is when you're in your 60s, if you have like a good healthcare team already set up, your doctors and everything, right? You want to see what they are accept they would accept in terms of yeah. insurance. That's like the main thing I would say. You, you okay. see what they would accept yeah. in terms of health insurance, and then you kind of go from there. Because I don't think you want to make any big changes at that point. That point in time, <laughs> right? Um, so, are there? Let's say I have pre-existing conditions. Does that affect my ability to get certain types of Medicare? Uh, so guaranteed coverage. So okay. you don't have to with Medi Medigap um, okay. and Medicare Advantage. So once you get in, there's guaranteed coverage going forward. You want to make sure of that. You, you, you can't, they, they cannot increase premium based on what your health is at that point in time. Okay. Yeah. But if I'm going into it, let's say like I have a skin condition, right? And I'm 65 getting ready to retire. My employer coverage ends. There's, is there technically a gap in between or from going from one provider to another? And could my Medicare, could they look at my history and say like, oh, wow, you have to have this procedure done every year. We're going to actually charge you more for premiums every year. No, but that would okay. that would maybe potentially change what insurance you want. You want right. So that's why when like when you're a when year you away from retirement, you want to or a year away from sixty five, you want to make sure. Ideally, you get that like I have a full physical done um, to you know see what sort of underlying issues you may have to make sure you get the right type of coverage going forward. Right okay. for said issues. Right. Um, because something could be discovered at that point in time. And you really don't want to skimp on insurance because the, the risk, the financial risk is far greater than like what the cost of the premiums could be in, a, you know, temporary or now. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a very, um, not hidden cost, but a unexpected cost in, in retirement yeah. is healthcare costs. Yeah, it's healthcare costs, long-term care costs. Those, those go kind of go hand in hand. And that yeah. can, again, be jeopardize your retirement um, picture pretty easily. You said something a moment ago that I think is very important to take away from this. It's planning ahead on that on this kind of concept of, okay, I should probably get a physical done or get some tests done while I still have you know my employer's health insurance or whatever it may be to see what those underlying causes yeah. are. So it helps me determine what my best options are, what I'm looking at for Medicare, Medigap, Medicare Advantage, ABCD. A year stuff. out, you get that physical done. Um, and then, you know, six months out from being 65 or retirement, then you start, you know, you in, you see what's a, what your doctor or your team of doctors or healthcare um, physicians will accept for insurance. And then you start weighing all your options after that. Yep. You can go on, you know, again, medicare.gov. You can start and then you can do comparisons between the Medigap and Medicare um, Medicare Advantage plans. Okay. Uh, and for the pros and cons and the benefits that they cover, the costs associated with such. Um, oh, cool. And 
then again, and then the Mass Health Connector, you can go on there too as well and see again what's available for coverage too. So there's a lot of there is a lot of useful tools out there. Just kind of navigating your way through and trying not to be too overwhelmed when you're With when you because there is a lot of options. Yeah. It is yeah you yeah like you said like, uh, like that paradox of choice. Like there's so many options out there that you can really it can really make you hesitate and yeah. just freeze and not make any any choice. E like. e exactly. And and the one thing I will say is like the meta. Gap versus Medicare Advantage plans. Um, the Medigap's a little more flexible, where you can actually um, pretend, you know, you can you can move from that plan to if you decide you don't like what the Medigap coverage yeah. is to Medicare Advantage in okay. the future, right? Um, whereas if going the other way from Medicare Advantage, you only have a twelve month period where you can make that change, and then otherwise you're you're you cannot. Okay. Um, okay. So or you, well, you can, I should say, but then you have to prove. Uh, insurability. You all okay. insurability for make for the new uh, supplement insurance. Okay. Yeah. So say that. Repeat that again. So I can go from Medigap to Medicare Advantage Correct. if needs be. Yeah. But if I'm on Medicare Advantage, it, there's a little more. Yeah. There's some more hoops to kind of jump to through. jump through to yep. go back to something yep. else. If I we talked about the Mass Health Connector. If I'm on Medicare and I don't want Medigap or Medicare Advantage, could I find a private health insurance to supplement my my whatever Medicare doesn't cover? Well, those are what the Medigap and Medic. Those what that, the yeah. Are. So supplement okay. the Blue Cross again. I just keep going back to Blue Cross Blue Shield, but yep. like those, that might be a company that offers that Medigap. Uh, Medigap. Plan, okay. Okay. So insurance. that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. Medicare Advantage or Medigap is the no, name of that no, no. company. Or no, that's the just the, the yeah the, the terms. The, plan, the terms exactly, gotcha. but they're offered by private health insurance companies. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So. Okay, Medicare. And then they're they are held to a standard to offer best rates too. So it's not just like. You want you want to explore the different options available with the different companies, but they're they're they have to offer you the best rates based on like your age and statistics. Okay, yep. awesome. Yep. So yeah, so you don't have to worry about like you like you said, have like to. Blue, right. Blue Cross versus Athena versus yeah. These, the benefits may change though. You just got to that's what you want to weigh. The comparisons are okay. Yeah, perfect. Yep. And I can get a lot of that at Medicare.gov. Yep, all that. Yep, perfect. I think that's that's all I have written down here. Is there anything else that I'm missing or people? I don't think so. I mean, we could go into three hours about this <laughs> <That's a fair laughs> conversation <point>. <laughs> about this. There's a lot of different options. It can be very overwhelming, but just make sure you kind of like map everything out. I think if you do everything in stages, so you don't, you don't have to do it all at once. That's okay. the easiest way, right? Like when you're 12 months out, six months out from retirement or 65, that's like the best process. So as this kind of curtails into my overall retirement planning strategy, how does meeting with a financial advisor play into my Medicare coverage, aside from what we just talked about, like yeah. the, hey, you need to budget aside X amount a month? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's the budget aspect. There's the, what's my financial risk of you not, or underinsuring, right? So you okay. want to make sure, like, what, what you're choosing the right plan based on yep. that. Um, and like if you're if you're just not as aware of like the pros and cons between the plans, you can always have like someone have a second look at it for you, yep. uh, second opinion on it. But you know, with with the proper planning, yeah, the healthcare could cost you know should cost for a married couple less than ten thousand a year when on Medicare and more okay. like the supplements. Um, but the financial burden could be so far greater if you don't. Make sure you you're insured enough, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to the beginning, what you said about the whole like if Medicare only covers that first eighty percent, there. You, 
again, not to like kind of scare people, yeah. but like that's that's a big thing. Like especially with the I've way seen that hospital cost. bills exactly, yeah. and some of those numbers, it's like you can't you don't believe that they're charging for that, but like they can they can escalate pretty quickly with like a few days stay in a hospital for you know whatever reason it might be. Um, I got blood work the other day, and they itemized the needle that they used to, yeah. to, to prick me, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so I can definitely but see if, that. Yeah, you want to make sure you cover for it. Yeah, because it's the un, again the risk is unlimited. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to go yeah. over this. I know that like again, the healthcare options and everything are not really part of uh, what we focus on in a wealth management aspect, but it kind of is in in the longer sure. overall yeah. umbrella of retirement planning. So I appreciate the time to actually go over and sit down and talk yeah, about this. Yeah, and thank you for having me, and it's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah. I like being here, too. <laughs> if you have any questions for us at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners or have something we want to talk about on a future episode of After the Paycheck, head over to afterthepaycheck.com and just fill out the form at the bottom of the page. Until next time, take care. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, LLC, and Retirement Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance and annuities offered through licensed professionals of RNL Insurance Agency, LLC, Mass Insurance License 1783398.